Can you feel your heartbeat racing? Can you taste the fear in her sweat? You've done this wrong, it's too far gone. These sheets tell of regret. I admit that I'm just a fool for you. I'm just a fool for you. Okay, we're back. Actually recording um, this time, unlike the last episode. Uh, we ought to have a technical difficulty, but literally on Southpaws last week, we I didn't even hit the button, which is far worse, in my opinion. <laughs> Accidentally not recording half the audio. At least I didn't stream it again. <laughs> <laughs> Baby steps. <laughs> yes. Um. So yeah, so this week we uh, have our first guest. Yeah. It's someone I haven't known in a very long time. <laughs> it's it's uh it's actually my sister Shannon. Hey, I'm Shannon. <laughs> I don't know what else I'm supposed to say. This is my first <laughs> podcast appearance. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> you're supposed to start plugging things. Yeah, yeah just like, like your, what's your Twitter handle? Your thing, your thing I've never pieces. sent a tweet before. You're a uh, lucky person. Twitter is hell. Twitter is bad place. And I only use Instagram to post pictures of Charlie. So, is that an animal? Um, it's my golden retriever. Oh yes, dog pictures are the best. I'm gonna have to get your Instagram handle after this. Totally, he's very <laughs> very cute. Love he's, dogs. He's a wild one. He's a wild <laughs> one. Um, but yeah, we we enjoyed uh, the. It, you have you, none of you have heard it because it didn't get recorded, but we oh. were talking about <laughs> Christian Christian homeschooling. Um, so we fu- we figured we should bring on Shannon to uh, discuss that because she also has been to the Forbidden Music Festival yes. of Cornerstone. You went to Cornerstone. I'm so t- well. Fourteen year old me is super fucking jealous. <laughs> I mean, I think however old you are now, you should be pretty jealous too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I didn't. I guess I didn't realize it was such a event until Adam told me. But uh, yeah, it was a good time. I didn't tell my parents where I was going. I think I did one of those elusive. Um, I'm spending the night at my friend's house this weekend, uh, and then we drove to the middle of a mud field um, in the middle of nowhere and uh, camped and did a shit ton of drugs and smoked weed out of tin cans and, <laughs> as you do uh, and uh listened to some pretty horrible screamo emo christian music so who all did you see there like who were you most excited at that age to go see definitely was the uh the headlining lineup of as i lay dying Norm oh my god Medellin, under oath um i think there was someone else there but i can't remember maybe as i lay dying the chariot the chariot. The chariot. The chariot was definitely there at some point. I can't remember if it was all in a row. Really, it's a lot of blurred memories. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was that that kind of long set that I think was the main attraction for us going. And then it was just a lot of like shitty bands in smaller tents who you'd never heard of. Yeah. Um, and just would like wander in and out. <laughs> wow. Mm. Yeah. My parents would not let me go. So it's interesting because I didn't realize you had snuck out to go. 
Um, yeah. I didn't either, to be honest. <laughs> I would say my parents still don't know that I went. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, sorry to your parents if they're listening. <laughs> sorry, mom and dad. I mean, they've, they've, got, they've gotten over because it's been there's been far worse things that have come out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my parents probably out. wish I went to Cornerstone at this point. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been like the least offensive thing. Yeah, that did. maybe that would have saved me. I would have had to come to Jesus moment literally yeah i honestly don't remember that many like jesusy things about it that was my parents problem with it yeah it was too secular (laughs) yeah too worldly too worldly (laughs) i think the only like um really christiany thing that i remember is like do you guys remember to write love on her arms? Oh like, yeah, 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 yeah. But so they, they were, were still there. like they did warp tour and stuff too. Like they don't yeah. read Christian explicitly thing? Christian to yeah. me. Oh, they were. I didn't realize they were. Yeah, I didn't realize they were Christian. I, I, I mean, like I don't have a fact checker, but I'm like pretty sure. Wow, I, I never knew them, that. I remember them being there, and I feel like they were like the only kind of like Jesusy people there, yeah. or maybe it was just people who were like there wearing their clothes. Gotcha you know it all blurs together after you like like, their founder had some like sexual allegations come out didn't he i don't know but not surprised yeah Yeah, if he did the whole thing is very like uh like women are gentle and need to be protected so i'm not really that's that's shock that he would be a it uh, was to write love on her arms not anyone else's arms like there was yeah. very clearly a bias there about you know women yeah. need to be kind of coddled and protected in a way totally and i think like there was like i remember like the origin story of it is like my friend she was so like tragically down and depressed that she would injure herself and yeah. i was like very like savior yeah like i am the yeah. savior i'm helping you. these poor women who just don't know any better yeah, who are yeah. so depressed and poor women and their unachievable beauty standards, but I'm also going to make all these clothes really tiny yeah. so that only skinny girls can wear them. Yeah, so. there was definitely an aesthetic to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> He's definitely Christian. Oh, okay. See, I, I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah, I actually yeah. found out about them through like secular circles not because they were yeah, they did non-christian stuff like they were at warp tour all the time like i think warp tour is the first time i saw them in person mm-hmm. like a booth for them over. or whatever that yeah success. my parents <laughs> had this theory that oh like all the christian like hardcore rock bands whatever you want to call them that i listened to were only using the christian music scene as a jumping off point and at the mm-hmm. time that made me really annoyed because i was like no they're actually really good and but now i kind of like yeah i think that might have been true <laughs> <laughs> i think they may have well, been right about know. that one i don't know i think out of like all the christian ba- like the tooth and nail people like the hardcore ones seem the most like actually into jesus the most devout maybe like the, the chariot like i remember they were just wild dudes yeah but, like even if you read the norma Jean lyrics or the chariot like they do sound like pretty god and like yeah. i remember like you go to a lot of those shows where it'd be like like a dude like i just want to throw it up Everyone in the pit, remember my main man JC. Like, yeah. and shit. Like, <laughs> my main man JC. <laughs> but, like, the As I Lay Dying guy, that's like obviously the most interesting person to come out of all of that because uh, he tried to have his wife killed, remember? 
Yes. Like he was like, he's like, he like was openly like questioning his faith and shit. Like later, like way That's after right. I gave a fuck. But, right. Yeah. Right. But I, yeah, I remember I read, I read like something. I probably was an AP like late, like pr- way later. That was like, man, this dude uh, is real fucked up in the head. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. of all of the Christian music events that I've been to, which is like a pretty large amount, uh, mm-hmm. I would say Cornerstone was definitely the most secular. So your mom's fears were founded. <laughs> yeah, they turned out uh, to be right on that one. It sounds like. <laughs> yeah, like I saw, I, I've seen like Switchfoot before. Yeah, and that was like very Jesusy. Yeah, and like mm-hmm. you know, even like Reliant K. Yeah, I've Reliant K was pretty pretty Jesus-y. that was. That was actually the one my parents used to use as an example of people wanting to use the Christian music crossover. They were on on MTV before you knew it. Yeah, and they totally, they totally did. Um, And they even had that that big controversy um, where they said they don't (laughs) like to say Jesus in their songs because they think it sounds corny, and all the Christian people were like, "I can't believe you would say Jesus is corny." And that was uh, like that was after they had crossed over pretty well, so they had like enough of a following. Yeah. Adam bought me my first uh, Reliant K CD for Christmas one year. Oh, which one was yeah. it? It was like the the one with the Sadie Hawkins dance. Yes, I love it. I can't remember what it's called, but, but it yeah. was Anatomy of the Tongue in Cheek, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 They only I had the know. one before that. It was the self titled, which is really the only one I don't at least listen to every once in a while. I mean, I definitely still hit Reliant K every now and again. and Yeah, pretty regularly. Like, not supposed to share information like this, but like some of my passwords are definitely like, variations of the word Reliant K. <laughs> um, like, various Jesus. numbers and symbols integrated. Hell yeah. Jesus. I yeah, definitely no, I, have I some based on... I never liked Reliant K. Oh, I, love, I still love them. I still really like them a lot. I'll, I listen to thought, mm-hmm, pretty regularly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought they were corny just, like, on top of being too Christian. They definitely are super corny. <laughs> um, like, for sure. Like, half yeah. of their songs have a pun in them. Like, at least half of them have some kind of pun. Yeah. So, I'm. they are corny, but they just hit that nostalgia factor so well for me. And actually, I really thought before we recorded this episode that... Uh, Under Oath was going to hit that same level of nostalgia for me, and it really didn't. I was uh, actually I was, a little surprised. I was, I was jamming for the yeah. last few days, just really getting back into that mindset. <laughs> so we we talked about it on the last episode. Rest in peace. Unfortunately, did not get recorded. But um, <laughs> I said that I really was like excited for this one because I was like, this album's going to hold up really, really well. Like I've listened to it a little bit before uh, before the mm-hmm. we started recording uh, or before we decided to do this episode and. I was like, yeah, it's going to hold up great. I loved all those songs. And then I realized the reason I thought that was because I'd only really listened to a lot of the songs individually. Mm. And when you stack them up together, I realized I was not as like as sold on it as I thought I was going to be. I still like it. Like it still jams a little bit, but I was like, I was definitely more tired of listening to it by the end of the prep for this show than I have in some of our other albums. It does kind of play like one long song. Yeah, they do. They blend <laughs> together a lot. Um, Until you get to that really slow song where they're just like, it's it's like essentially like a third day song. <laughs> yeah. 
They're just like, day. Jesus, oh my god, we love you. I got to the, by the time that we were getting ready to record this, anytime that instrumental blue note song came on, I was just like, oh yeah. my fucking god, I hate this. And I was just like, jam the skip button every single time. Yeah. yeah. I honestly, when I went to my Spotify to like re listen to it, had no idea that they're still cranking out CDs for yes. like the last 10 years yeah they they released an album last year and they're actually touring and i found this out (laughs) because i was um tweeting about under oath this morning um i made just some corny stupid joke on twitter uh, about under oath and one of their lyrics and i guess they still name search because uh chris dudley replied to it (laughs) with a gif of simon cowell (laughs) i was like oh shit i kind of wanted to tell him to listen to the show but i was like i don't know he may not like it he may not like our outcome to be fair looking at it most of the albums they've put out are like compilations yeah they had a new one like last year though yeah yeah that one is but really they haven't really released any actual new material since 2013 yeah and they did like it looks like some sort of double ep album the cries of the past and the act of depression Oh my making, gosh. Making a greatest hits album when no one's asked for it is, is a bold move. <laughs> it is. I wish I had <laughs> that have, kind of confidence. They have Seriously. a best of Under Oath anthology 1999 to 2013. Okay, what's the best of Under Oath? Yeah, yeah, they were and around then for a they while. They have a live album, and those were all oh. released like back to back to back. Who all right, a best live album of metal? Like, of not, Under Oath. No. Let's see. Yeah, what I can't songs are on it? Plays, plays their instruments very well. I've I mean, seen I guess them. You've seen them, Shannon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what did yeah, you think like, about their live performances? I would say like, overall was very enjoyable, but yeah. not because of like the music and lyrical genius. I mean, I don't think it's that hard to sound that good live playing screamo. It's just like loud and lots of sounds. Right. Um, so mm-hmm. I think they sound, they sounded good. I think I left that show with a black eye, actually, if I recall correctly. Got too um, heavy in the someone, pit, huh? <laughs> someone was crowd surfing the wrong direction. And so, like, just, like, nailed me in the face with their foot. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, definitely. That's kind of your hallmark. That's that's <laughs> your hallmark is to get injured. Yeah. yeah. Got a concussion at a show, black eyes. It's, it's all good. Yeah. I only heard them live once, but I don't remember them being particularly bad by any means. Yeah, like I don't, I, I don't remember it being like, wow, this sounds nothing like the CD. Yeah, I mean, when I that was like fourteen years ago, so who right. knows? When I saw them live, Aaron Gillespie was still with them, and he, like, his vocals sounded good live, and usually that's the part that's gonna suck, is, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. the vocals. Mm-hmm. Um, like, he sound- I actually have always kind of liked his vocals, even apart from Under Oath, because he had that other band, The Almost. Mm, and I, I liked... Uh, they had some good songs. Like, they had, w- like, one or two songs. I think they only put one album out. I don't think they did more than one album. Um... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They, in retrospect, are, like, in- way more Christian than I remember. Yeah. the There was like, a lot of, like, sexual purity tension on this album that I'd never paid all that much attention. Yeah. 
Yeah, I just remember my one of the buddies that I was in a band with, like two of us really liked Under Oath. Like one was a little more um like guarded about like I think he knew in his heart it was corny. Yeah. And but the other guy that we played with was just like he's like when I hear this music I want to f- like fucking like put pencils in my ears. Like <laughs> <laughs> And like that's how I kind of thought it was going to be when I listened to it again like cuz I I think I remember listening to it like just to see what it sounded like and being like this this fucking terrible. Um but it wasn't that bad I guess. It's melodic, you know, so it's like they're catchy. Like they yeah. all sound like hits. Yeah. I feel like when I listen to it, I can still listen to it as a, you know, almost 30-year-old and like be like this is okay. Yeah. Whereas a lot of the like really shitty music I used to listen to, like that's straight screamo. I like can listen to it for like 10 minutes and then I'm like how did I listen to this for hours a day? I want to like rip my hair out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I got through it like for the first probably because I usually listen to almost exclusively whatever album we're doing in the in the lead up mm-hmm. to when we record, and I it probably took me about half a week to get sick of it. Yeah. I would say, and then I was like, "All right, well, I'm gonna keep powering through this, but this stopped being enjoyable." <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not as bad as Hawthorne Heights. Like Hawthorne Heights, I'm like, because I'm like, I can't listen to that for very long. Yeah, it's, no. It's just- just gonna that's gonna tear me up so it's it's not that bad no it's not the worst screamo i think it aged better than a lot of people will admit yeah although not as good as i thought i still love the album cover the album cover is really fun i actually spent a lot of time admiring her eye makeup um, i actually did too when i was it's really (laughs) it's really good yeah (laughs) And like the color of the eyes matching the color of the thing on the mask. The string it's, on the good, mask. It's yeah. It's very well put together. And the, the CD was the same. If you remember, it was also that, that bluish green. That's color. right. That's true. That's right. They a, yes. They had a very cohesive uh, brand. Good branding. Yeah. A plus branding yeah. work under. Oath. And you know, <laughs> like when you were at this time with CDs, you had a huge stack and you could always pick that one out really quickly yes. because of the color. Yeah, yes. definitely. I think I had started yeah. moving a lot to digital already um, by the time this album came out. So it's actually mm-hmm. pretty interesting that that album art and that like CD sticks out in my mind so much. Because I'd started putting a lot of music on iTunes by that point. Yeah, wait, when was this? 2004? Yeah. 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 Man, it feels like it was so much. Like when I hear how early some of these are, I'm like, man, I really thought I was listening to those when I was like 17, 18. Yeah, and it's like, no, I definitely started nope. listening to this when I was like fourteen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was sixteen. Uh, this one, um, which I guess is like basically kind of a sort of a in a way. Uh, I mean, have you met an eighteen-year-old? <laughs> not a real <laughs> adult, but like it's that higher end of the teens, you know? Yeah, where you're like yeah, kind of starting you know to get, shit, but you don't know shit. Yeah, you definitely yeah. think you know yeah. more than you do, but mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, um, yeah, this one, we talking about the album art. Like, when I made that big, I made like a big, um, like collage, you know, like how you can put all the album artists together and mm-hmm. like make a big grid. That was like one of the only ones that I was like, oh, I definitely remember exactly what that was. Like, when I put up some of them, I was like, I didn't know that it looked like that. Yeah. Cause it would usually just be Shannon and I, if we were listening to music, it would just be one of us stole the actual CD or burned copy. 
right. from each other. So we had, we would have no idea what it ever looked like. No, yeah. totally. Um, yeah. It's Cause it's like how we were talking about with the brand new album that it, RIP episode. Uh, um, how Shan and I didn't know there were two, the episode you the guys two last the songs brand new on the brand new. Yeah. What? We lost that's, Deja on Tundu. That's hard. That's a good yeah. album. That oh, one. We're going to redo yeah. it. Holds up. Yeah. Like, we, well, not the date rape song. I mean, not the date <laughs> rape, but the album as a whole musically does hold up. We'll talk yes. about that more, obviously, when we redo that whole yeah. episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah every it's like, CD from that era in my mind just looks like those different colored burn cds like the yellow yes. and the purple and the pink and yes. the blue yeah. so a lot of my music was burned as well like the stuff i had to get on the dl um was burned but if it was a christian album like this um i could or i could ostensibly trick my parents and it was a christian album then i usually had the actual because you could buy it at like the agape store, right? Because I could buy it at whatever like, <laughs> like Lifeway. As much as they sell it at Walmart or whatever. Yeah, like forty dollars for at Lifeway for a seat. Lifeway. There's still a Lifeway by my house, and it trips me the fuck out every time I see. It. I'm like, how are you in business still? Yeah, I went to a different, uh, not Christian music festival. I can't remember what it was called. It was much more Christiany. It was like. Switchfoot and Reliant K, but they also had like Chris Tomlin and all those people there, like the CCM, like yeah, 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 rock. And the whole message of the whole festival was to get you away from listening to secular music. So they made us (laughs) break our CDs, like crack our CDs in half. My God! So that yeah, so I cracked up. in half my my uh, good Charlotte CD. Oh no! Oh, that's hurtful. <laughs> no, that good Charlotte was so great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it was Oof. like this huge, like weird Jesus camp moment of like yeah. hundreds of thousands of teenagers like snapping CDs in half to like follow the Lord. Yeah. That was like a thing a lot like, of people Dad. did because I remember my ex fiance at youtube and he brought all his like r-rated movies to um and he was like 26 probably at the time like Mm -hmm. he fucking brought his r-rated movies in as a 26 year old and fucking broke them (laughs) in front of a whole youth group as like an act of like moral fucking piety he was such a dumb piece of that's so weird. You know what's really weird though to me about this whole thing is I was kind of thinking about it when I was listening to Under Oath and I was kind of thinking about um just like the general popularity of a band like Under Oath cuz I mean they were very big. Yeah, like, they got, they ev- got were pretty big. Everybody was very into them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um but um what I was kind of thinking and we kind of talked about before kind of like the general like all these shows would at least like the smaller ones would be like in um, like in youth group spaces or like some sort of church run facility. Yeah. And I was kind of thinking, I was like, those were really kind of the politics sneaking into the scene. Yeah. That's because, how they got it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I was reading, I was reading that, that book, uh, nothing feels good by Andy Greenberg. Um, and he interviews some actual like 
Long Island like DIY punks that are like making music like wow you know brand new and taking back Sunday and whatever Bayside are like blowing up and then like oh yeah these people are like only concerned about like commercialism so like they don't have like any sort of politics behind them and that's like the whole point of the music so I think it was like just so perfect for like the Christian CCM machine to like yeah. come in and be like oh well, we have like the life message for you in this music yeah. like to be like you know because you're not going to get there like nobody was saying like you know oh your boss is bad <laughs> in this music or like you know, you feel sad partially because the media won't stop selling you things to make you self, make you feel bad. And so I think that that was kind of like part of why Christian music was so popular, I guess. And yeah. Like accepted. It, the, the machine, calling it a machine is very accurate, too. I like that you yeah. called it that. Um, it It was definitely very effective back then. And I don't know if it's because I'm so far removed from it now. Um, mm -hmm. or if it's because I just not paying attention or whatever, but it doesn't feel that way anymore. I don't know yeah. of that being as much of a thing as it was yeah. when we were growing I mean, up. I mean, like, you know, I'm kind of in Bible country. Well, you are too. You're in Texas. Um, but like when I see like the ads or whatever, um, for like the PNC arena, which is like the big arena, um all the christian acts are like still like casting crowns like i mean it's, it's like, like the it same seem people like it's, it's it never like progressed it's yeah. yeah 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 i feel like i feel like it also kind of couples at that time that like pop punk music started to get really popular too and that was like kind of the mainstream music like yeah. after a bit of time and like now that's not mm -hmm. the case and so i don't feel like it's like as easy to transition to have like the Christian version of popular music now. Like there's not right. a Christian like EDM artist or like a there's Christian, Christian like rapper. SoundCloud rappers though. Yeah, but like they're so but who's gonna fucking listen to that? You don't listen to rap yeah. music. <laughs> Dude, I fucking some lady was talking about her kids <laughs> listening to rap music on my Facebook. And um I she was like, Oh, the lyrics are just so negative from this rapper and I follow music pretty closely and I'd never heard of this rapper, so I was like, Who the fuck is she talking about? So I Googled uh -huh. them and they were like a Christian rapper and she was complaining about the lyrics being too negative. I was like, Oh my god. So it's like it still exists. There was always uh -huh. what was that guy Lecrae, I think was his name? He was like a Christian uh, rapper. There's some guy that my friend John was Rubin. Like I feel like Christian rappers have attempted to exist, but yeah. like the level of like under oath was like same as the level of like the other like secular music that was out. Right. And, like the level of a Christian rapper and then the level of like Kendrick. Like, yeah, it's no, not it's nowhere either. near the same. You know? Or like Switchfoot, like Switchfoot, those guys probably live in mansions. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> they got pretty big. Yeah. I mean, DC Talk, like the original Christian rapper, let's be honest. Yeah. So yeah. Good. They were probably the ones who made it the furthest was those guys. Because Toby Mac is fucking yeah. terrible but he's got his solo career now and he fucking yeah. still does stadiums like big yeah, arenas he was doing big arena tours with like thousand foot crutch when i was in high school yeah and he's still yep. doing them now i still see his name come up so he's probably the he's like only the one rucker he's like the <laughs> darius rucker of ccm 
<laughs> He's fucking <laughs> terrible. DC Talk definitely as a whole seen, was really bad. Definitely seen DC uh, Talk. Oh, okay, okay. Well, well let's, let's slow down on DC Talk. But this is not uh, DC Talk is still tight. Whatever. Let's, I like some some of some of the songs. Like which ones? Jesus, Jesus Freak. Freak. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Freak slaps. You gotta admit, Jesus Freak slaps. That was like proto Kendrick, like where they're doing the changing of the vocals. And yeah. I actually rapped that part at church one time. I did a <laughs> rap of the um the nineteen ninety two, the free at last, um what was the cover song that they did? Uh Jesus oh, is the, just uh, alright. Jesus is just alright. Yeah. Jesus I did the rap on that one. With me. <laughs> so bad. That was one of the first CDs I ever had because my parents had bought it. Because they were like, mm-hmm. Oh, it's Christian music and like kind of hip hoppy or whatever, which dad kind of liked a lot some of that stuff anyway secular realm but then when he had kids he was like oh i can't listen to this stuff anymore mm-hmm. um and so they had that cd and that was one of the first ones i ever remember being like oh cool like there's christian music that isn't just hymns god looking back on that album it's yeah. so fucking crazy <laughs> <laughs> i can see the cover like so clearly in my mind perfectly it's like, got, like, burned Jesus. into my brain it's like DC talking like Comic Sans, like different yes. colors. Like it's so fucking awful. They're all wearing like just the worst possible '90s clothes imaginable. Like worst yeah. possible '90s outfit. They have like yeah, they have like the like the big floppy newsman cap. It's Hell like yeah, dude. The Kangol type thing. Yeah. Ugh. It's Terrible. it's a real bad look. I'm trying to Google it right now to look at yeah. it, and the only thing that keeps coming up is. <laughs> Martin Luther King. <laughs> Free at last. I'm like, this is not what I'm looking for at all. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't uh yeah, I don't Shan, why did you listen to so much Christian music? Because you weren't like in the music in the Christian bands. I mean, I know we went to church and stuff together, but Shane, you also started going to like a different church too, where like yeah. more of your friends went and stuff. Yeah. So like Wait, yeah, like how did it relate to like your faith, losing your faith, all that stuff? I mean, I'm not really entirely sure where your faith's at these days. <laughs> I have faith in nothing. Uh, <laughs> I, um, I don't know. I mean, I think it was, yeah, I started going to church with my other friends. And I think I've just, I mean, I've always liked music and listening to music. And so, it was accessible to go in that way. And it it was like, you know, same thing that you're saying, Courtney, like it's easy enough to convince your parents that you're going to a church for a concert. And like, Mm -hmm. I think it evolved further into going to like scene shows and house shows and all that. stuff. But that was kind of the Mm -hmm. starting point um, because it was like a really accessible point to access that world. It was convenient. (laughs) It was convenient. It was safe. Like it was easy um, my friends were into it. Um, mm-hmm. And then I think I just, those, I mean, Cornerstone honestly is is like the first music festival that I went to. Yeah. And like going to a music festival is is always going to be a cool experience. I mean, not anymore, honestly, but like. I'm too then. old for that shit now. Yeah. <laughs> Where's my wheelchair? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, and it was like a really cool 
experience to have as like a 14 year old um, to be like in a space where there was other people who also just loved music and wanted to experience music Mm -hmm. and getting that energy of being around like live crowds. And and that was something that like I hadn't experienced in that way before. It's very intoxicating. Um, Yeah. And like, Mm -hmm. you know, parking in a muddy lot and sleeping in a van and like all that kind of stuff that I can't like couldn't imagine doing now oh my god no like i'm <laughs> my uh, back hurt for like five days yeah <laughs> but and then i think it just kind of like went from there and i don't know that i ever really strongly identified the christian portion of it um uh-huh. i just enjoyed music yeah um, yeah and so like i don't really remember ever going and then being like i need to have this like, like come to jesus moment like this music is saving my life yeah. um type of thing other than when they made me break my good charlotte cd um, <laughs> that, wasn't willing, that was not willingly and i also wouldn't purchase another one when i got back <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna ask if that was like did you did you later regret it it sounds like i definitely did, did. yeah like i reg- i was like in the moment they like had you all like hyped up it's like a cult yeah, yeah. totally totally That'll and happen. so i did it and then like immediately after i was like I fucking love that CD and I want it back. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Lifestyles um, of the Rich and the Famous was a fucking bop, dude. That's that's the one it was. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Like, the um, one the thing that yeah, you saying that makes me think it kind of is like I, I don't know, I would guess for you guys too, it's like it kind of was like different enough to like be like, oh, like this is where I'm starting to like see myself you know like i would go to house shows and and those would be like kind of terrifying because it'd be a bunch like college kids like getting wasted on pbr and but then it was like still enough that you're like like oh like because like you're so i felt so cloistered in a way you know like growing up homeschooled that it was like where it was like yeah it was still like close enough to be like okay well i still know this world enough but it makes me like feel more comfortable entering into this other world. It was a good totally. stepping stone. And, and shout out gateway. to the people who run, who ran, at least in our town, who ran like the youth groups and stuff. Because generally, other than Shannon's experience with the CDs, <laughs> I had never. I was heard, out of town. Was like of nobody town. really prolestitized to me at any of that stuff. It was just like genuinely being like, we just want the kids to be safe and have a good time and not, oh, you know, and not get into trouble. Like, and we're, we're fine with being hanging out until two in the morning yeah that was not not my experience no (laughs) (laughs) it's so ironic too like one of the youth group spaces that we saw so many shows in the 707 is a liquor store now holy shit that's awesome it's just like it's so funny when i'll go into it when i go back to my parents house and like i'll go pick up beer or whatever from there and like i'll like look into like this corner that's like now like a you know like a wine display and i'm like that's where I made out for the first time. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> and I think it, it definitely helps that like I, our town had a kind of, I'd say surprisingly rich, like music culture and scene of people coming through. Like I know, you know, I've seen some bands like, you know, I think at 707, we saw gym class heroes, like things yep. like that, like people that were kind of up and coming and coming through. So it really did bridge you like right over into mainstream in a really easy and comfortable way where you felt safe people were friendly and then like you could kind of move on and explore what you were actually interested in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were in yeah. a town of 18. Uh, <laughs> we had to drive 45 minutes just to see the shitty shows. 
<laughs> yeah, we were fortunate to have like a college in our town. I think. Oh, like, okay. Because really, like that was another space I would go to a lot was the the bowling and billiard center, which was like the student center, like rec mm-hmm. center at at ISU. And that's honestly what I got into more. Man, I saw so many good bands there. I saw um, Fall Out Boy there once. Yeah, I thought I had to move that one to the uh, to the Bone Center because it got so big. I saw it was like small. It was yeah. like when I was young. I went to one where it was at the Bone Center. Yeah, because yeah, well, because we had all the Chicago bands, so there was a lot yeah. of like stuff coming. Out oh, that of there. makes sense. Yeah, that you. Yeah, and like four bands from like our immediate hour radius were on Victory, so. Yeah, I don't think we had any. We didn't have any Christian bands, though, which is kind of the ironic part. Yeah, being in the Midwest. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't remember any Christian bands. I guess there were like guys who I knew who were Christians, like in emo bands. I don't yeah, know. but there wasn't. Their bands were secular, worldly, worldly. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah, that's kind of like a thing that's too like about those bands that kind of I think made the Christian thing fit in so well is that it was like a bunch of like young white boys in the bands and so like it would have been completely different you know i i I mean i guess they let gym class heroes play but so that dude has cool songs about doing too many percocets and things so that's right i haven't listened to that album i can't wait to do that one i love that album we've definitely i listen to that pretty regularly i'm really i I should pick that one back up that one was never one i was like super into I actually like one of their albums, their like newer albums as well. Queen and I is also pretty good. They're still putting out music. Uh, I think he's gone solo since that came out when I was in college, like a casual ten years ago. Um, but (laughs) still good, still good. Yeah, main guy's name Travis. Travis Durkel or something like that. No, it's definitely Durkel. No, it's a weird name. I thought. No, I think it's a normal name. Oh. Travi McCoy. Travi McCoy, McCoy, that's right. Because yeah. right. I remember that was the thing that was so weird about them is they like released that first album, the Paper Cut, Paper Cut Chronicles, and then somebody found out about like someone in major label found out about them yeah. and like made them like re-release a lot of their stuff and they're like, we're gonna make this one guy a big star. Mm-hmm. And, and then he like, got some real shitty pop songs. Yeah, it was like I didn't I wanted the whole thing. Yeah, the whole thing really yeah. made like these I do remember some of these songs now that you mentioned mm-hmm. because I went and I'm on Spotify right now looking at geography. I'm like, oh yeah, these. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's like weird too because like even like in those spaces they would. I feel like I saw Owen, which is Mike Kinsella, one of the Kinsellas, um, like nine thousand times in mm-hmm. those spaces, and like you know, I mean that that dude writes some pretty explicit music and i think he got away with it because he appeared to the uninitiated as like kind of like a ccm guy because he's like one dude with an acoustic guitar and he's like clean cut and every i mean but every time he plays a show he's just wasted (laughs) (laughs) so yeah it was just like such a strange scene of people coming together the really weird part for me was like under oath specifically know had this kind mm-hmm. of hardcore look and vibe to them and you know they had the screen and they had even like for the time what i would consider edgier like they said whore in one of their songs like they had to cut that out eventually obviously <laughs> yeah. but that was originally in one of the songs and like then 
At some point, they really leaned a little more, at least more blatantly, into the Christian side of things. Because uh-huh. I remember them, in 2008, they had a John McCain thing on their MySpace. And everyone was oh, like, what shit. the fuck? <laughs> like, everyone lost their shit. And they were like, yeah, well, we just don't really like gay marriage or some shit like that. <laughs> and it was like, oh, yeah, they actually are shit heels like the rest of them. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, because that, that was the other thing. I mean, I don't remember ever being approached with any sort of, like, kind of, like, resistance or, like, you know, even, like, very toast kind of liberalism. Like, yeah. it was just general, like, oh, yeah, Bush sucks, but, like, yeah. nobody had any real criticism. It wasn't like people were, like, my friends are getting sent to the Iraq war, and they were, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's, like, it – yeah, it was just so vacant of politics. It was it was all. very superficial and the 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 anti-Bush stuff I really feel was more of just like, well, this is our aesthetic, we're anti-authority, we're rock music, whatever. Yeah. More than any yeah. actual politics or any actual worldview. Because having politics and having a worldview is not usually very super conducive to being a mainstream mm-hmm. um musician in any sort of like got to appeal to kind of everybody um yeah. and so the the anti-bush shit was really more of an, <laughs> a, an aesthetic there was a complete absence of real politics for the most part yeah i don't even remember anybody coming up to me and being like oh like you know i don't even yeah like i don't remember anybody really even being like openly gay or okay with that or like i mean it still was like an extremely homophobic scene the thing, I mean, the only yeah. thing I remember, like, from the, well, at least the first thing I remember from an LGBT perspective mm-hmm. was, um, the, U- the guy from the used, Bert, Bert McCracken, mm-hmm. um, and Gerard Way, they were like both by and Gerard Way from My Chemical Romance. And they mm-hmm. had a thing at one point, um, right before, uh, My Chemical Romance did the Black Parade. And I remember a lot dated? of. I don't know that it was like dated, but they talked about how they had like fucked or something. Oh. Um. I I don't funny. remember the exact specific, but that's there a was power couple there. I know, like emo <laughs> power couple for sure. Yeah. Um. That's like a lot of hairspray black eyeliner. <laughs> well, it's convenient because they can share all of it. That's yeah. a real, real messy situation. Yeah. <laughs> but like good on them because they were very vocal about that and that was before mm-hmm. black parade so it was right before they had really hit it big and um mm-hmm. it was really the first big mainstream ish thing i remember hearing about from an lgbt perspective mm-hmm. um and they were very like fuck you if you don't like it and i remember being like holy shit that's really fucking cool that was mm-hmm. one of the first times i was like oh okay <laughs> awesome yeah. there's more of us <laughs> me probably at the time i was probably like oh well, that's why their music is so fucking gay like, just, <laughs> you like, were the problem adam <laughs> completely uh, like just awful just totally trash human yeah. being yeah i do yeah, remember kind my, of like supportive older brother <laughs> <laughs> i do yes. remember at the time being like having a huge crush on gerard way because i was such a my chemical romance stan and being like oh well that sucks because now I can't be with him. And I'm like 17, 16, 17. And he's like fucking 30 or some shit. But <laughs> but that was really like more of a cover, I think, probably than because I wasn't openly out or anything like that through my mm-hmm. entirety of being 
a part of this scene. Yeah. I mean, when you really think about it, didn't they all just look like lesbians anyway? So it was really just the gateway. Yeah. <laughs> I, this explains I mean, so I much about say me. That, <laughs> I can't say that I was attracted to any man now that I wouldn't also be attracted to now because I would think they were a lesbian. Yeah. Like, any jeans, short hair, hipster style. I mean, like. Yeah. I definitely took, beautiful. like, emo guy haircuts. Like mm-hmm. from band people to my hairdresser and said, "Give me." So yes. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have like the flat bangs that were like that were like skunk dyed. Like you know how it was like black and white. I didn't those? have skunk bangs. Say so. My parents never yeah. let me dye my hair crazy colors. But when I yeah. moved out in my senior high school, story for a whole episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I I did do black bangs. The rest of my hair, like, kind of this blonde. And then one underneath layer. No, sorry. It was red bangs. The rest mm-hmm. of my hair sort of this blonde. And then the underneath layers were, like, black. But it was. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. the re- I had it right the first time. The red was underneath layers. So, not skunk, but, I mean, kind of adjacent. Yeah. Skunk adjacent. We really <laughs> had a lot of those people in our scene. Our scene was, like, too close to Saddle Creek, I think, for people to go full MySpace. Yeah, no, I went full MySpace. I mean, there were some people I, yeah. like, know that were living that lifestyle. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, I guess. There, you know. there were women that just terrified me that I could never speak to, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like, I, like, when I think about, like, style and, like, demographics of that, I think it's still, like, it was still very narrow, like, even though it was alternative, like, it, it was still, you needed to be skinny, and yes. you needed to be, mm-hmm. like, stylish, you need to have piercings, and, you, like, it was still a really narrow definition of what was attractive yeah. in that scene. It was just a, somebody was else's beauty standards, yeah. Right, yeah. and so I still feel like it was still not a place where you'd be, like, celebrated for not being skinny or not looking <laughs> out or not being white or like yeah. you know like I don't I think like while it might some people celebrate it as like an inclusive space I think it's still it's not it was no. not at all inclusive yeah. like, like I don't remember inclusive people who like liked that kind of music and maybe did drugs but like not <laughs> like yeah it was it was inclusive if you were like a hot topic like mall goth kind of yep. had traditional beauty like you were or a, there were different trappings <laughs> around right. it uh you had different dyed hair had the pierced mm-hmm. that stuff um, but really it's just like a different look for the same kind of beauty standards that have always about this fucking yeah. bullshit it's like yeah. if you washed <laughs> their face and colored their hair they'd look just like a normal mall britney you know yes. like- yeah <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah, well, I mean, your muse for all these like horrible breakup songs can't be like a fat chick, you know? Like, no, that's, of course like, not. What it felt like kind of in a way, like yeah. I yeah. don't know. I mean, it, like, like the- had to be this unapproachable beauty that you're talking about in the songs. I wonder how many of these songs were actually written about girls who were like been in, like even like even close to even the alternative look like it feels like a lot of them were even still written about just like kind of normal girls (laughs) (laughs) i don't know maybe that's just my perception (laughs) i don't know i want to point out my big crush of the time was shannon from the uh forecast 
And oh, she yeah. is not really super conventionally beautiful. She also had braces at the Do time. Do you want a cookie, Adam? <laughs> yes. No, but she was skinny and blonde. So, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. I was more into, like, the flannel shirts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. big into Haley. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Haley was, yeah. I mean, the next level. That's what I was saying. Yeah, like Haley. Haley is like the the quintessential scene girl aesthetic. Like yes. petite, yeah. beautiful, yep. funky hair, quirky, but not yes. too different, really. Christian, Christian, <laughs> yep. <Is she> Christian. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, girl. Paramore is huge. Big Christians. I don't ever know that. Yeah, I call her on the, on the IG. Yeah, they're uh, they're like Gainesville people, just like Under Oath. Oh yeah, yeah that's like, right. They're like affluent uh, Florida Christians. <laughs> affluent Florida Christians. Like they, you can see the megachurch that they attended, you know? Like yeah. where they would offer them vague platitudes about how God will give you money and gay people yeah. and the earth if you don't murder them. Fucking prosperity gospel. Bullshit. Yeah. Just, just horrible shit. So. That makes sense. That yeah. all makes sense. <laughs> that's from, yeah. That's why they're like 14 year olds that could tour. <laughs> yeah. Because what 14-year-old had money to tour that you knew? <laughs> no. Yeah, no. Yeah. She's basically emo Taylor Swift, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, in a way, yeah, for <laughs> sure. But she is super hot. Still super I'm hot, though. not going to lie. <laughs> Can't take would, that away from her. Would still hit it. <laughs> yes. Yes. She's married now, right? She sure I have is. no idea. She's oh, married. Really? She, she married to someone else kind of famous. Someone right? else in a band, I think. Yeah, let's look her up. Let's, yeah, let's like see her Instagram was. a few months ago or years ago. Can't keep her. She is separated. Together. No, she was with the newfound glory guy, but they're separated. The newfound Ooh. glory guy? Chad Gilbert, yeah. Come on, Haley, do better. <laughs> newfound glory? Oh my god. He Jesus was married guy? to Sherry Dupree, which is now who's married to Max Bemis. She she's the uh the Isley girl, right? Yep. Isley. Man, what is this guy doing? How How's how, he pulling uh, all these hot chicks, dude? He's like <laughs> he, he's like not good looking. He is not. I mean oh, And he's in Newfound Glory. Newfound Glory is awful. I still bang <laughs> Newfound Glory every once in a while. Oh my god. Sorry. I have, you know, I have, I'm the one with the worst taste on this show. <laughs> you had at least decent taste at one point. I'm still like, no, my chemical romance still whips. Sorry. Dude, he's in the full effect? Yeah. He was in that other band, like Shy okay. Halud or whatever it was. Reggie the full effect, I'll like give them that they're like sort of cool. <laughs> they're really only cool because the get up, it was the guy from the get up kids. I don't yeah. really like Reggie in the full effect. Yeah. What is so. this international super? Of heart. Uh, he was in that apparently, and it was a. I'm like googling him now. Yeah, I'm on his Wikipedia as well right now. It a parodical hardcore punk band. What the fuck does that mean? Oh, that's like uh, we had a friend. Remember Skylar's band Robocop? Yeah. <laughs> he made our friend of ours had a parody uh, grindcore band. They were doing songs about Harry Potter. See, that's not as funny. Skylar just did it to, like, wear his underwear on stage. (laughs) I support that. He was like a chubby redheaded kid. It was very funny. So. How weird. um, Why were they singing songs about Harry Potter? 
right. Yeah, I'm not here for this. Fun. Yeah, let's 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 do some finishing thoughts because we have what like an hour ish. Yeah, we're uh, we're bumping up close on an hour. We're at like fifty five. Yeah, fifty one minutes. Perfect. Keep it tight. I like yeah. when we have tight hours. Tight hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite song on this as uh, on this album? I mean, is there any other choice besides a boy brushed red living in black and white? I do fucking alone? Yeah. yeah. I do fucking love that song, even I though do it's love like a good title that is a full sentence. Yes. Yeah. Um, I love Fallout Boysum. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Is it Reinventing Your Exit? Is that the one I'm thinking of? Reinventing Your Exit is really good. Also a banger. Also yeah, a banger. Definitely a banger. Dangerous business was but I have to say Downset Go was probably my favorite. Okay. Dang- Dangerous Business might be my favorite. It has that like cool like off tempo thing. I did always like the title for, and this goes back to titles that are a, fu- a full sentence. Um, I've got 10 friends in a crowbar that says you ain't going to do Jack. <laughs> Who is that? That's Under yeah. Oath. That's Under Yeah, that's oh, on this man. album. It is. I don't see it. I'm looking at, is it a bonus track? I think it was on, yeah, maybe one of the, like, the extended uh, versions or oh, something. Oh, yeah, I kind of remember that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Downset like Go is probably. Huh? Huh? This album's only 35 minutes long. That must be why it feels like it just bleeds into itself. And that's also probably it's why it got really so boring quick. so fast. It's like, yeah. oh my god, I just listened to this song yeah. 30 minutes it, yeah, ago. Yeah, I had it on like repeat and I was like, didn't I just start just this, heard this song? Starting over again. It was <laughs> barely like enough to cover my commute. Yeah. <laughs> luckily, yeah. I ride with my husband and luckily he really loves this album as well. So he wasn't too... I think he got a or little. Or else he'd have to decide if he really loves you. I guess. Yeah, it's like how much do you support me in my podcast about emo music? Yeah. I think Sarah's starting to lose her mind over the music. Yeah, she wasn't really into it. She wants to come on as someone that was a um, that was a poser because they only listened to Paramore and and 
Fall Out Boy. Hell yeah. The... Cool. Let's get a poser <laughs> on. Bully her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, you don't know every release on Victory Out. Do you even listen to Silverstein? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I hate them. But like the fact that you don't even know who they are to hate them is, is that's you're just poser. You didn't even listen to Fall Out Boy until after From Under the Cork Tree. Yeah. But yeah, no, I uh yeah, it was it was alright. I didn't mind it. Like yeah. I said, it it's kinda chill. Like I mean it still hits me in the same way why I think I always liked it, because like now that I like like actual hardcore music, like right. Converge and like even like the first Norma Jean album is yeah. like fuck is very good. And I think I was terrified of it. Like I was just like, I don't get this. And like that's why I kind of liked Under Oath because it was like a little bit of screaming, but it was yeah. like very melodic. That's why I um, liked it too. I always like singing along with them. Yeah, of them, I can't scream it. Like <laughs> even <laughs> listening just, to the yeah, albums, you just look like an idiot if you're yeah. You look, yes. It's really more even if you do know the words, you look like an idiot. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's like it's like a well yeah, it's like a well put together album. Yeah. I mean, all the songs are like catchy and it's very inoffensive i didn't say i listened to it like once every six months i'm not gonna lie Hmm. i have a moment with it and then i put it back on the shelf i put see i would really only i would pull singles out from it every once and i would let go all the like Mm -hmm. songs but i never listened to it all the way through since i was young yeah so hearing it all together it does blend together like you said yeah yeah, I was listening. I listened to this album. Prob- it was probably like this, then the Take Me Back Sunday album, the first one, then like a brand new album, and then just right back around in a circle for like months when I was like 16, like in my car. <laughs> so, I had a lot of re- Reliant K in, in our still. car, Adam. Oh, uh, yes, that's true. But Shannon didn't learn to drive until she was almost 17. So I got two unspoiled years with the car. Oh, man. I was 14 when I started driving. I have anxiety. Oh, yeah. That's fair. It's very easy to drive in the middle. Worst that might happen is, like, a cow. You'd have to be... My favorite part about this is you're acting like Shannon and I grew up, like, in, like, some sprawling metropolis. Compared to where I did! (laughs) (laughs) Like, I think, like, I mean, our high school still only had, like, my graduating class was, like, 250 people. Yeah, that's um like yeah. six seven six times more than mine. Yeah. <laughs> I was thirty-two. <laughs> yeah. But I mean when you hear like our friends who went to like even like suburban like Chicago, high schools, yeah, yeah. like Chicago, it's like, yeah, my graduate class had like literally a thousand people in it. And you're like Yeah. That's like essentially like a private college size school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um I think yeah, my husband so- had like hundreds. Yeah, Bloomington is, was like big enough to get into trouble, but small enough that there wasn't really it wasn't anything trouble. serious yeah. trouble. <laughs> yeah, you had to be getting in trouble for like a long time in a row before you get into actual trouble. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, um, yeah, that was good. Shannon, yeah. you have no plugs. You don't want to plug anything. What's I your, don't know. <laughs> What's your no Instagram? <laughs> uh, my Instagram is sh4nn0nn. Did I even spell that right? I don't know. <laughs> Shannon with a zero instead of a, oh. and a four and a, and a zero. Four a four for the a. a. Okay. Okay. 
There you go. Follow, follow along for golden retriever pics. That's some pictures of Montana wilderness. And uh, that's about it. Awesome. Well, thank you for coming on and being our first yeah, guest. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for um, taking the podcast virginity. Something <laughs> weird to say to <laughs> I didn't even but, think about that. Yikes. <laughs> I want to point out this is a very inclusive podcast. We don't consider podcast virginities to be penetrative. It doesn't have to be <laughs> penis and vagina podcasting. But most importantly, you should be, save your podcast virginity for marriage. <laughs> that's, what, that's actually what anything. boy brushed red is about it's yeah. about not wanting to podcast what your girlfriend is <laughs> little known a, facts a <laughs> daily struggle for me honestly same same with uh sick transit gloria that it's about a boy yeah. being pressured into podcasting before he's ready yeah <laughs> <laughs> that is a very white male problem to have <laughs> <laughs> Oh I'm God, just not ready to podcast with you. <laughs> That's something really special. That's between us and God. <laughs> Leave room for Jesus on the podcast. <laughs> you can never get back who you have your first podcast with. Oh, yeah, true. they'll have that forever. If you have, on, you have podcasts with people, like putting hair in your crash in your gum or whatever that is. It's like having a podcast with every person they've had a podcast with before. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I've basically been on Southpaws. Yeah, <laughs> and you've been on my esports <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That—that's something I didn't think I would ever have happen to me. There you but, go. You Add know. it to the resume. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Shan, for coming on. Thank you, of Shan. Have fun at the rest of work. Can't wait. Uh, <laughs> See ya. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.